0: Good morning. It's Friday, finally. Yes, and we are here with humor, grease, and grape. I'm going to let Deb say it. What <laughs> with Deborah Joy Hart, and we have Yvonne Heath with us, and she's going to explain all the cool stuff she does and show and tell with something that some of the youngsters don't know about. Deb, how are you?
1: i'm i'm doing good a little sleep deprived but if you ask an astrologist that would be normal for this time right now but if you ask me i'm like hmm maybe not so much sugar before you go to bed so uh you know it works always so things are uh, pretty good uh um our community suffered a big loss a policeman was killed in the line of duty And um, so that is really uh, in the Champaign-Urbana University of Illinois area, a great family man. And so that's been hard. And there's been lots of well, you could just imagine the controversy with that. And yet it's still a loss. So, yes, there's controversy. And yes, there's a loss. And both needs to be honored and respected. So that's one of the things happening around here. Mm -hmm. And um, anything, it's a bright, sunny day. The husband is out uh, doing some gardening and I'm grateful because I'm in here. It's air conditioned. So enough said with that.
0: And Yvonne, do you want to introduce yourself? I met Yvonne because of a group I'm in online and she does grief and I do grief and Deb does grief. And I said, you just, you got to come on. We, we got to do this and you got to join our world and let our people know. And um, she's got a way cool program. Do you want to share a little
2: bit of, first of all, how you are and how your week is? Thank you, Jill and Deborah. I am delighted to be here with you. I am just living the dream, um, but I do as I, it's interesting because we know that grief and joy coexist, right? And so I'm so joyful to be here with you. And I also want to acknowledge Deborah, the police officer who um, died uh, in the line of duty. Can I, can I just, what is his name? Can we, can we say his Hi. name or can yes. we say?
1: I don't know it offhand. I just. Yeah. So I just want
2: to send love to everyone who is grieving this man, and uh, and that's community, his family, his friends, right? The ripple, so many. So just send them all love. And um, yeah, life is uh, life is just like this roller coaster, isn't it? And uh, and my name is Yvonne Heath, and in a very a fifty six it's a fifty six year story, but I'll tell it in fifty six seconds. I was a nurse for twenty seven. Years, many years in chemotherapy, realized that we are a society that's very ill prepared for grief, death, and dying, grief, let alone the rest. And so I aspire to um, help create social change with heart and humor. And obviously, connecting with you two ladies, I know that that is right. I'm in the right place. And so, yes, I at age 50, I took a leap of faith, became an author, speaker, change maker, and it's been this. Surprising new wonderful career, and I get to connect with kindred, kindred spirits, and that's the best part, actually, isn't it? it is. Yeah, grief people are a unique bunch. We rock, actually, right?
0: And and having the humor part of it is
2: it's already you know, serious
0: enough, isn't it? I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest. When you tell someone I do grief, I did that. I was buying a car this week, and I, they said, What kind of work do you do? I'm like, Yeah, I'm a grief therapist. and. Trainer, and they're like, "Oh, oh. I said, yeah. Well, sh- my wife's a mortician, so you can do that for her too, and that's okay." And, um "Oh, isn't that sad?" And I said, "No, it's actually amazing to be able to be part of uh, a community that loves to support people and has a great sense of humor, because you know, I hang out with clowns."
2: <laughs> right? Well, what did you ask for? Right and you hang out with Patch Adams. Well, and yeah, and you know, it's interesting because um, so first of all, I love that you and your wife are both in the in the death industry. Jordy, my husband and I, we've been called the death couple because Jordy's a paramedic and he works part-time at the funeral home and he is the behind the scenes guy here. He's the he's the magic behind the unicorn as he calls himself. And um, and yeah, in all of this, I mean, in connecting with kindred spirits, My biggest thing as a nurse was bringing heart and humor because I'm very good at being silly and ridiculous and laughing at myself, laughing at others, you know, all together. Right. And so, of course, as many of us, we watched the movie 1998 Patch Adams and said for all the young people, you know, that are watching this. This is VHS. This is how we we people that have been around for many decades watched movies. We thought it was cool
0: and new when it came out oh yeah i wanted a vhs and
2: a vhs player was like 600 bucks yeah yeah right which was like three thousand in today's dollars that's so hilarious but yes in this pandemic like my it's it's just so surprising how when you be when you follow your passion and purpose or you mm-hmm. take you you turn your pain into passion and purpose Great things happen. And if someone would have told me I would do a TED Talk and I'd become an author, speaker, change maker, I'd have a TV show, I would have laughed hysterically. But all of these things happened, And because of COVID, because of the pandemic not being able to do many events in person or my TV show, I got to interview people from around the world. And one of my guests was Patch Adams, I was over the moon, and I'm obviously in love with Patch. I my, One of my goals is to introduce or reintroduce Patch. Like, Deborah, you know Patch. You live near Patch. So many people don't know or, right. Right. or think, oh, he's still alive. Said, or he's <laughs> real. He's He's real real. Oh, I didn't really know. I didn't really catch that. And he's done extraordinary work for 35 plus years. So, so speaking of bringing humor to every situation, right. 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 He, he was, he's the guru of bringing humor to no matter what the situation. For our
1: listening audience, I just want to say, Many of you might not know what Patch Adams really looks like. You think he looks like Robin Williams. Think he looks like Salvador Dali, dressed up in, I love his clothes. It's more than boho chic. It is the coolest. It doesn't matter. And uh, he has a mustache like Salvador Dali. He's real tall. And I believe he still has long hair.
2: Oh, it's yeah. yeah, he hasn't had yeah.
1: a since the 60s, yeah. yeah. oh, Einstein is
2: yeah.
1: yeah. no, not Einstein. No, really. It's a long. it's a long ponen like, Oh, it's very bad. cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. with oh, the yeah. Salvador Dolly mustache. So, so, well, so he's so
2: rocker. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Like yeah. This is from this is from the Gesundheit Institute or if you go oh, to dot yeah. org. This is a mask, and that's Patch's that's his mustache.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's um <laughs> uh, <laughs> He is, a. he has been part of the University of Illinois. He does. Uh, yes, Noel, uh, Noel Carney from Canada, Dolly on Crack. Oh, yes. And uh, I love it. And so, yes, and he has his own magic and the way he explains things with poems, with quoting, with. I mean, he's very, his intellect is. Oh,
2: he's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he has his own way of doing things, which gives people permission to do what they need to do to bring their inner clown out and their inner self. Which, if I can say, Jill and I, from this whole time, have been giving people permission to grieve. We acknowledge all those griefs and that's what you do also, Yvonne, is give permission through story, humor, love, education, people to grieve. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, how do you go about doing that? What is it that you do?
2: Well, it's just so funny because when I listen to this and I think of those 27 years of nursing and how I so wish from the bottom from the pit of my soul that I learned this at the beginning of my career instead mm-hmm. of at the end after 27 years of excessive suffering <laughs> right uh-huh. you no know, pretending i was fine when i was not and and really being ill prepared for grief personally and professionally so so when i took that leap of faith what what changed my life was saying to people you know i want I want stories, I want real stories, people being in the deep trenches of grief, getting through to the other side. What helped you get there, find joy again in your life? What wasn't helpful? Will anyone share their stories with me? Well, mm-hmm. I, I literally remember pressing send and I looked at my husband like, I don't even know if anyone will answer, right? Like, I don't know. Well, it's seven years later and the stories haven't stopped coming. Right. So so one of the greatest things I get to do is share people's stories, just like you're like, it's what an extraordinary privilege. Right. So Mm -hmm. I did that in my book, which I shared people's stories, ages 11 to 101 in my book. And it changed my life. (laughs) It was just like I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I needed to do it. And um, and then that just turned into. Oh, do you want to, you, and my book was called, is called Love Your Life to Death, which I'm sorry, that's a very cool title. Isn't it? It right? is. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it just, it was like, you know, that whole take one step and you don't have to see the whole staircase. Because if I would have seen the whole staircase, I would have been terrified because the next step was somebody said, well, why don't you pitch our local TV show uh, to do a, a TV series about this? This sounds interesting. And I just said, yeah, sure. Now I'm terrified. I was terrified to public speak. So I just kind of said it like a, yeah, yeah. Right. That's actually what I meant. <laughs> and then the producer said, yeah, sure. That's a great idea, which I just stood there and said, like, don't cry in front of them. Just hold your breath. <laughs> don't faint. Don't hyperventilate. Pretend like you were expecting this answer. Yes, pretend that's what you were hoping exactly. for. And I, like I could feel I was sweating. I'm like, Oh my God. And Suddenly in front of that camera and I, you know, I, I, I made sure I got past my own fear because that message was more important than my own than myself or my fear. And what I realized is I have this fantastic antenna for finding or attracting people with amazing stories to share. So I continue to share those stories. I do a weekly blog and I, and I share people's stories. I had a radio show. I just, I just ended that because I was doing too many things, but my TV show, I just, I also interviewed um, Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's son, Ken. Mm -hmm. Dr. Wow. Kubler-Ross. Yes. My two heroes, Patch and Elizabeth, the two pioneers of creating change and death and dying. Mm -hmm. (gasps) How amazing. And so I speak wherever I can with heart and humor. Yep. And I live in an online library. program, and like I just do a million things. I did a TED Talk, like just, it's just, just however I can be heard or serve, I do. Right, right. That. what was your TED Talk about?
1: How did you, what was, tell us.
2: Well.
1: Was it TED or TEDx?
2: It was TEDx, you, TEDx, but you know, but,
1: that's but, amazing. So. Yeah. So So, I'm the
2: only kid here who hasn't done one of those. Right. I I did
1: one on grief.
2: Yes. I have. Yes. Well, yeah. So my TED talk or TEDx talk is called transforming our grief by just showing up. And the whole thing is, so when I wrote my book and I felt like, every healthcare professional and every adult needs to read my book. It's a wonderful resource. And I can say that because I shared so many beautiful stories. And then I realized, you know, as, as I continue to to talk to people and to interview people, I realized what I heard more than anything was, I don't know what to do and I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard those words? I don't know, Jill, Deborah, Yeah. All the
1: time. All the time.
2: (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. So we avoid Afraid to do or say the wrong thing, and what it—you know—it got me to like, well, why would we know, right? We don't prepare for grief before grief arrives. We don't no. talk about it. We don't train no. people for it. No. We no. don't have
0: a class in it in high school. No. So,
2: no. So, we're, so we're reactive, not proactive. So my goal, see, Mike, I am not a grief counselor. My goal is to create social change where we talk about plan and prepare before. So, so I wanted to also expand the fact that grief isn't just experienced at end of life. Every loss. Divorce, diagnosis, job loss, mental health issues, moving, being stuck at home with your teenagers, you know, whatever it may or stuck at home with your parents. It's all grief. And and that whole, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, that's what I addressed in my TED Talk, because what is the answer when you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, and you can't fix it? Just show up. Just show up. So we created... We created the hashtag I just showed up movement. Ah, the I movement, want one. I want one. Course, of course, you have to have a bracelet. The I just showed up movement teaches people of all ages how to just show up for themselves and others so they are empowered and resilient when grief arrives. So the movement is hashtag I just showed up. I just showed up because when I want people to see the bracelet. See, I don't tell them, oh, you should just show up. I say, guess what? I just showed up because we can lead by example. Right. Lead and teach by example. Yes. Hashtag, I just showed up. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, well, sit down. I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) Right? Right. So it's been extraordinary. And that was, I talked about just showing up in my TED talk, just showing up for yourself first. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, let's stop making self care a buzzword. And oh, yeah, yeah, I'm so wonderful. I just show up for everyone else first. I say, well, what can you do to change that? So that's not mm-hmm. sustainable, and you're being a poor example. So stop it.
1: <laughs> I really like how you say, and Bill and I have talked about this a lot. It's okay to say, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I'm okay. here. And I'm a mess. I and just sorry. showed up. I just showed up. It doesn't matter whether you're the person uh, supporting, like you're not the person that had someone die, or you're the person that someone died. I mean, you could read in all of the, uh, um, you know, Facebook groups. I don't know what to do. My oh, Jill, you posted something just recently about the HR person. Don't even get me started at the words that came out of my mouth when I read that. Right. So Right. And so you, you give Yvonne, this is so cool because you're just giving people permission to just show up. Don't worry about the how, what to do, just show up. And it's really okay to, I, I usually say it this way. Uh, I jump, and then I build my wings on the way down. Um, It's it's, it's really hard for people who follow directions and like to look at directions. I am not one of those people, so don't give me anything by Ikea. So (laughs) I'm just saying, but you really, you do. You You just show up. So tell us more. Tell us more about the stories and things like that.
2: Oh, I will tell you, it has been so extraordinary because really as a healthcare professional being in it, and you know, that, that was the first thing I did because how, how this all came about besides my excessive suffering with all my patients and all their family and Ooh. the forgotten grievers, which we all, right. are, you know, like now. when when someone dies, like perhaps the perhaps the immediate family may Get grief counseling. Perhaps they may not. I hope they do. And they may not trust the hospice to do it because we've got That's
0: research that shows if during the dying process, particularly in an intimate couple, if the survivor to be expresses emotional needs or needs for the two of them, uh-huh. and the staff goes right to the medical stuff, which is stuff they can solve.
2: Yep. And then
0: they lose track of the emotional
2: when that hospice calls to do the follow up. They're like, yeah, no, out. Absolutely. Bye. So, so, and again, those are all the things that I say, let's talk about plan and prepare before. And 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 even so you have that inner circle and they have that support. And yet when that person dies, again, you have your forgotten grievers in the community, right? The family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, relatives—the neighbor down the road who thought, "Oh, I just really love that man. He's so amazing." And they're grieving. They don't know what to do with it. They're not going to get bereavement leave, or you know, not that that's very long anyway. right leave is only three days, which is, I mean, that's not even. Okay? So, so, and and even just knowing that, like, this is what I. This is like, really, this is a great cultural shift I am talking about because I don't, I'm a no grief counselor. If they all say, go talk to Jill or Deborah, that's not what I do. I want us to, to create a solid foundation before. And you know right. what? What do you believe about life and death? How do you, what do you, what do you understand about grief? How do you grieve? Do you understand like how the people around you grieve and how you can best support one another? And I tell people, go visit a hospice before you have to. Understand that palliative care is not death sentence. What what is palliative care? Hospice isn't going to kill you. Hospice, is right. not, they'll probably keep you alive a lot longer than you, you will can live, live longer, and your survival will live longer. You, are, everyone, will that's live longer. I promise you. And they make great cookies. It always smells good in there. And you know what? I always, I counselors, absolutely. I I said have your counselor on standby. Like well, I
0: therapists are terrible with grief unless they're trained though.
2: Well, I, I like would be the, the first one to say that. One hundred percent. 100%. But here's the thing, or and here's the thing, I believe with all my heart and soul, we need our professionals, and we need our community members to learn how to just show up, because when you have a counselor, it's going to be for a certain amount of time, maybe once a week, twice a week, your grief is going to be, you know, it doesn't go away those off hours. Right. You have your community who knows how to just show up for you. And the biggest thing I also learned is people because they don't feel qualified. And I said in my TikTok, right. you do not need a PhD to love and support someone. To just a divorce. Uh, like people just want to be heard. Right. Go and visit. Just want to be heard. I right. don't know what to say, but I'm here.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. something I write to a lot of people because they don't they don't have the physical energy to be talking. So with the help of text i write thinking of you checking in anything else might lead to a chat uh, or not and they Maybe might they not have energy need, for it they don't have the energy it's like when so, someone well anyway yes yes yes
2: it's a big, juicy subject. And the thing is, is that the just showing up is like I said, walk the dog, huh, um, pick up the kids, bring food, like lead with your heart and just show up. And the big piece also is keep checking in, keep showing up because, keep showing up, keep showing up because, of course, after a crisis and we're all very reactive, after the funeral, and, right? You're just like, yeah. there's people everywhere. And then, everyone's life goes back to normal except yours right and now with covid we've got lots of people who are a I, year and two months
0: after the death and they're kind of wishing they could do that service that they're now seeing other but they're thinking no i had my little zoom it, uh, you know it's other people who are more important and what we need to it say is let's plan it let me help Exactly.
1: you know and uh, jewish culture they will have a funeral three days after technically and then 11 months later so you that's the unveiling that's Mm -hmm. like the memorial that's what they do and who says you can't do that you know or say i had the funeral i need a memorial time i was not mentally able to do that for my mom it was five years Till I went back to that particular Jewish cemetery and I wrote everything. And people are like, five years, five years. I go, yep, five yeah, years. You're not the one putting it on. It's sort of like learning how to use uh, Facebook Live. <laughs> and people are like, well, you didn't do that right. You didn't do that right. Are you doing it? It's not about you. It's oh, about my you. Goodness.
2: I just." <laughs> there is no right or wrong way to grieve. The exactly. caveat for me is only if you're hurting yourself or someone else. Your That's grief, right. your,
0: word, right. your way, your rules. That's and we're right. A that says that. And I walk through the grocery I store. I love it. And they are used to walk through the grocery store. I will again someday. And they and people the you know, the clerk stop me and say, I love that shirt. I wish someone had told me that. Like, okay, well, I, I'm telling you that now. Let's chat. That's right. Because uh, right. that my that's mom, right. when, my, when my grandfather died in um, 1982, the month I graduated from high school, oh, um, right. my mom the next month said, you know, we've we got to do something because my grandparents lived in a retirement community, a bunch of little bungalows around little greens. And there were about a dozen little greens around the little community. It was adorable. Yeah. And she said, we got to do something. So we put together a Lily's Coming Out party. Mm. And we had, you know, little tea sandwiches and whatever's and cakes and things. And we set them out on her little patio and took invitations to everybody on all the little greens and come meet Lily without Elmer. And she had that Beautiful. space then to be able to reintroduce herself yep. and to rejoin. And we, it was a celebration of life, but also reintroduction to remake those connections, but yep. in a new relationship st- status. Yep. Yeah. I love that idea. So, I do yeah. that frequently now.
2: Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because in my first chapter of my book and it was a very brave kind of, you know, first it's called, it was a good death. And I know that people, you know, That's a hospice think, term. We love good deaths. <laughs> it was a good death. It was a death. How can it be good? And they said, well, here's the thing. I mean, we all have a choice, right? right? We don't always have the choice we wish we had, but we have a choice of what we do as with what we're handed, of course, and so like death is non-negotiable. And here's the hard truth, right? The here's the elephant in the room, right? Oh, girl, right. mine's looking right at me. me. We yes. don't all live old age, and we don't all get a warning. Right, right, right. right. See, even my right. elephant knows how to just show up. He's got his bracelet. I just oh, showed. that's. I'm so jealous. I need one for mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we, we can make that choice, right? We mm-hmm. can. And, and so one of my very first interviews, and it's hilarious because I was like a deer in the headlights. I didn't know what I was doing. My friend Sue that I worked with in emerge said, I'm going to come over to your house. It's dark. You live far. I have a puppy. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Well, and I said, okay, like, okay, come on over, let's talk. And she shared the story of her dad, Homer. And I was just captivated and it became that first chapter. It was a good death because Homer lost his sight at the age of 17, but that did not stop him from living his life fully. He married, had five children, golfed, bowled, and lived fully. And when it was his time to die, he planned everything. He wrote letters to his children. I had a patient. Just like that. To his for his daughters. He left this beautiful legacy of love that was enduring for his family. And I literally, when she left, I just sat there and I was just spellbound. And I just went. Aww. Okay okay and i told homer's story i don't know when i was started speaking i've I probably told it hundreds of times and it took me probably about three years to not get really choked up and like i don't mind crying in front of people it's just that i get really squeaky right and right. high pitched and like yeah. dogs start barking so um but it was just okay i'm I've, there's something to this right about mm-hmm. And then I spoke like, then it's like, okay, what about the really hard stuff when people die young, mm-hmm. right? When people die young and, and try or tragically and, and, and we just don't want to talk about it. So, well, we can either wait for a crisis or we can build some sort of foundation right. and a soft landing for ourselves so that right. it doesn't destroy us because then we become another person to grieve if we stop the event. Right. we prepare families for it, we walk them through it. I specialize
0: in pediatric hospice. Oh. And wow. see, and that's the look people say, oh, no. It I was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And now I get referrals from um, neonatologists where they know that a child is not going to live long and they refer the parents because the parents have to make decisions about when to allow the natural death to occur. Oh, yeah. right. Which right. is the new language instead of that pull the plug nonsense.
2: It's oh, yeah, allow, allow the natural oh, death. A and allow natural death, yes. Even DNR. Let do not recess. Well, let's TV. not use that. Let's use A and uh-huh. D. Yes.
0: And that's what we're talking about. Right. That's what we're talking right. about. And it allows those parents to then say, Okay, so I can integrate this loss into my life and we can still have permission. I'm the first one that gives them permission to have other kids because everyone else says, but you're replacing. No, you are allowed to have additional children and introduce the child who died into their life. That's right. And make them part you're not replacing, you're not forgetting,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. you're not
0: doing it instead of, you're finding joy again, even when there's still moments of sadness, which is what grief should be.
2: Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting, even when people remarry, I remember uh, running into a chemo patient. I might've shared the story with you. And she, I, I had, she had a a boyfriend and I had taken care of her husband who had died. And I could tell she just kind of felt a little uncomfortable. Because they get
0: uh, widow rule messages and they're not supposed to remarry.
2: Has it been wrong don't know. what am I doing, this is weird. And you know, it's funny though, I I shared a story that I just love. And and when I think of, you know, someone who has had a child die and have children again, um, My sister had, and I'll make this short, she had a nine-month-old baby, but she wasn't, my sister wasn't feeling well, and she was bouncing her baby on her knee. And she went to the doctor and she said, the doctor said, congratulations, Rachel, you're going to have a baby. And she looked and she said, but I already have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Nine months old, right? And she was terrified. She called me terrified, thinking it is impossible. I'm terrified because I will never love another child as much as I love my daughter, my baby, my God, the uh-huh. son, shone, and, you know, it, she was uh-huh. everything. And I said, I promise you, our hearts have an infinite capacity for love.
0: And we <laughs> learn from everyone. We do love and bring them That's
2: along right. into the new. And you will love, you know, if, if your child died, you will love that your child forever and you can love another child. And if your spouse died, you can you will love your spouse forever, and you can love. Just keep your heart open. That is what we're meant to do, right? And love for those who are watching it. the
0: process, none of the nonsense about their replacing or their
2: replacing or they're forgetting the memory of or no,
0: love they're adding it. joy
2: to their life and love in their life. And isn't that the greatest thing we can do, right? Love as often and as many people and ridiculously as you can. That's I'm sure. It all.
1: Absolutely, and and. Just like an improv, when you make a statement and then you go, da-da, and using an and And. as a connector, you can hold, your heart can hold sadness and joy like you started out with. Your heart can start with, you know, you can have anger and peace. You can use and as a connector. You don't have to use the word but word. You know, but isn't even really that great bad. of a connect. It negates the first one. Not 100%. You can use yeah. it as
2: a connector. Oh, but it's yes and. Yes,
1: yes and. and.
2: I have and. that written down actually. Yes and.
1: When you can really identify with yes and, you can do both. I, life, and, oh, life is
2: a rainbow. It is not black and white. Absolutely not. And here's the other big piece that people are surprised by and don't recognize is that grief and joy can coexist and even, and and there's a lot of uh, grief often in transitions, even mm-hmm. if it's a good transition, right? You're moving a good transition. So I'm living that perfect example. We are moving in five days, I am so excited about my new home, and I'm going to have a big, great, big cry leaving this place. Right. I live yeah. out in the forest. I am like Mother Nature out in the forest. This is where I, I, I moved here as a chemotherapy nurse. I am leaving as an author, speaker, change maker. This has meant so much to me. I'm going to ball my eyes out. And I'm right. You're gonna go say goodbye to every room, maybe I'm gonna do a nice. ritual. I'm gonna right. say goodbye to my trees. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hugging trees everyone's gonna be like, my kids will probably be like, Mom, can you hug the trees before everyone comes over to help us? Cause now it's like, no, I'll be hugging the trees all day. Make right? sure you get the last flush in the toilet. It's oh, very important. But leave a
1: fresh roll of toilet paper for the new. Yeah, people.
2: yeah, yeah. I, that's so funny. I literally said, you know what? I'm going to do that because I love to go above and beyond. And I always tell people I'm a do gooder, <laughs> not because I'm a nice person, because it makes me feel good. And I already envisioned someone having to, like, running in and really having to go pee and there's no toilet paper when that be right. right. wrong. Right. So, that's wow. your gift.
1: It's nice like three
2: of them. We have three bathrooms here. will go on top. To
1: Hold it like in a hotel.
2: Oh, oh a so hold you hold it. A mint on it too. Just well, you could.
1: I would probably <laughs> do something like that. Um, I want to sort of bring this to COVID because of what's happening right now. Everyone listening, you can say, I am so glad I can go places without a mask. I am so glad. And at the same time, feel terrified because you have been s- segregated. You have been isolated, you have been all by yourself, and now you have to get used to people again. So be kind to yourself, because it's tiring. It is very tiring, so you can be happy and terrified at the same time. Brilliant. So I just want people to have that permission, because that's what we do on our show is, as I said in the beginning, and as Jill said, We just give people permission. I love that. That is what we do. And, you know, Yvonne, this is like so great. What would you like to say to everyone sort of as a parting couple of minutes? Wisdom wisdom, wisdom time. time. (laughs) Yeah. Like this. You have to sit like this or like this. Yeah, perfect.
2: Perfect. Rub the elephant head. Okay. So yeah. so the first of all, I would love anyone can go to my website, loveyourlife to death.com. My blog's there. There's free, free like the TV show with wonderful Ken Ross and all of these wonderful people. And if they want to follow me, the first thing that I did was 10 tips on navigating life, grief, and everything in between. And the first tip is acknowledge and allow all feelings yours and everyone else's. So like, see, we're literally on the same page. Oh, I love it. And I, I, my greatest words of wisdom and I talk about the fact that when you talk about going around with no mask, we're still in lockdown. So that's not even an option for us. So we also are grieving because in other places you can do that, right? right? And I also am telling people, thank you, because we need to be very gentle with ourselves and each other, because I I foresee we could have PPSD, post pandemic stress disorder, because we're so used to the six feet apart and the mass, right, I need to trademark that PPSD. Um, But the two things first, just show up for yourself first because truly that isn't the buzzword of self-care the great you can't make anyone else happy you can't make anyone else anything the greatest thing that you can do is shine your light when you can for others and when you when you can't say you know what I'm kind of struggling here that's the greatest thing you can do and educate yourself about life grief and everything in between and when you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, and you can't fix it, I promise you the magic answer that will make a difference is just show up. Just yes. Up.
1: Oh, that's so perfect. Oh, my gosh. Jill, <laughs> Thank you I for love being this. Is this so fun? I told her. you. Oh, my God. I love her. I love her. Right? I, I was
0: I sat t- I spent time, folks, with Yvonne. We had a long conversation on Zoom that could have gone on for hours, but oh God, she's yes. moving. Um and she's teenagers. Yeah. Two. Two. 16 um, twins. Yeah. 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 Twin types. So um and I, I got off and I was like, Deb, we we have to. This is a necessity, we have to wow, have Yvonne right. on and we have to connect the dots and make the pieces. So yes, I'm so glad you showed up today with us, thank you
2: for that. Uh, I am so honored to just shown up for you and thank you for all the beautiful work that you do in this world. We need social change and connecting and helping people through life grief and everything in between takes many voices and I think- It takes an an entire global community right now. Absolutely, yeah. we're all in this together, and yeah. together we can create change. So namaste, my two friends. <laughs> and I think this will be our last conversation. Somehow it will not be. We no. will see you soon. Okay.
0: Oh,
2: There's a namaste frog. That's oh, her I love it. That's <laughs> Namaste, Grinoy. Awesome. prayer beads, gotta love it. <laughs> all you. right, guys,
0: everybody have a great weekend. I I thank you, Yvonne, for being here. Deb, I will see you next week, and Yvonne, I'm sure I'll see you around the block.
2: Oh, yeah, you will. All right. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Okay. Bye for now.